welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Ray Lloyd, and this is All The Things. All right, guys. So today I am here with Doug Wood, who uh, I will, of course, let him introduce himself, but I'll give you a couple of little adjectives that I wrote down. Um, you know, when I think of Doug, one is, you know, of course, the author of Church Boy to Millionaire. And if you haven't read that yet, I highly suggest that you pick up that book. Um, you know, he's also a fellow podcaster. He's one of my mentors. He's a father, a husband, a health coach. But what I really am hoping that you'll hear today is that he is a status quo challenger. So Doug, why don't you tell me a little bit about your story, where you came from and what brought you to where you are today? Uh, first of all, Ray, thank you so much. It's a complete honor to be on the podcast. And uh, I always value any time I can get with you. And uh, it's just an honor to be here. So yes, well, my story starts in a lot of different places. But for the sake of today, I think each time in life, we're all faced with decisions and uh, new awakenings and new opportunities. So, you know, in short, I am not uh, college, um, did not attend college. I got a high school degree, a fancy high school degree, you know, diploma, and uh, went off to an internship. And shortly after that, I got into business in the furniture business with my father. A lot of us are used to doing things with our family. That's great. I'm so thankful for my family. And I was in the furniture business for a long time. But, uh, you know, my wife, Tia, and I, we found ourselves challenged, frustrated. I would even say overweight and uh, overworked and sometimes even underpaid. You know, we felt like we were level 10 people, but just stuck in a level five opportunity. And I always wondered if life could be different. But, you know, a lot of times you do the things you were raised to do or taught to do. And you're like, well, this is my path. And this is how it's always going to be. And I think, you know, 97% of Americans can relate to that or actually are doing that. And it wasn't until I stumbled upon a program. I lost 65 pounds and Tia, my wife, lost 40. And the cool part was, but not only did we physically get healthy, but we feel like our marriage and our purpose came alive. And yeah, we started coaching, we started loving on people, but really that's where the awakening happened and a stronger desire for more. And so I love your opening about how I do challenge the status quo because it took me until I was 32 years old, until I challenged my status quo and said, you know what? Life doesn't have to be just average. I don't have to have just average debt or even a C average high school uh, you know, degree. I can, I can be more. I don't want the government or the world or my religion. I don't want them to set my standards for me. I want to set my standards for me. And over the last 10 years, uh, I've loved coaching people. I've loved speaking, love doing the podcast here just this last year, writing Church Boy to Millionaire to challenge people's mindsets. See, a lot of people uh, jokingly think, or not even jokingly think the, bun the, the book is all about money. It's about mindset, because if you change your mindset, Usually money and income will quickly follow, but we got to challenge those mindsets. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm going to reference, and I actually can't remember exactly which chapter it was, but it actually was sprinkled throughout the book. And if people follow you on Instagram and things like that, they've definitely heard you refer to this. But, you know, there have been people in your life who have 
you know, said or done things, and you didn't go into the specifics, but I would love if we could pivot and talk a little bit about, you know, forgiving those people, you know, whoever that is and whoever's listening to this in their life, right? I'm sure as soon as I said this, they thought of a name or names, right? Letting those things go. But could we also focus on, you know, does that mean that that person deserves space in your life? Well, first step and I think choosing success or part of your awakening is accepting personal responsibility. And personal responsibility, uh, most people aren't willing to accept, aren't willing to confront. The automatic place we go is to blame, shame, shame others, or kind of go into villain mode. You know, just like you, I've dealt with a lot of people that have said sometimes what I know about myself, untrue things. But also, sometimes I also look for patterns in my life. If I've heard a similar thing from a few different people who are not in the same circle, I might want to take a look at that. How do I show up? See, my greatest desire is to meet people where they're at because that's how we can help and we can truly impact the world. And yeah, there's going to always be people in our life, sometimes family, sometimes friends, people I go to church with or synagogue with, or, you know, in your case, that just, you're not going to always see eye to eye. And sometimes people say things out of hurt. I have said things to others out of hurt, or that has been mistaken, uh, that I did not fully mean that, but it could be taken out of context. And I realized that most people are operating either out of a place of pain, hurt, or a place of unconsciousness. And what they said or what they're doing is be often because they're feeling a certain way about themselves. But I also know many people are doing the best that they can. And I want you to make sure everyone listening to this understands this. Most people are doing the best they can with what they know how. I don't want to get into government or politics, but the reason a lot of times we are at war or people can do some really nasty things. Let's just even go back to 9-11 when 17 or 18 people flew a jetliner into the World Trade Center. Caused so much pain, hurt, and destruction. Now, I'm not saying it's right, but those 17 people that did that horrific act have convinced themselves in their mind that they were doing good for their cause, regardless of the effects that it causes another. And Once you become conscious as a person that you realize that people, most people are doing the best that they can with their beliefs or what they know, you can actually take more things for what it is. And so it's given me what I call the grace card to where I can actually stop, challenge my emotions and what's going on and go, you know what, that person's probably actually hurting. Now, I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying that email or that comment on my Facebook is welcome um, at all. It depends on who it is. You got to have someone in your truth corner. But I also, Ray, am very um, aware that, you know, there for a long time when I was getting some very nasty anonymous emails and I could not figure out who the person was, that I had to let that go. But that person does not get any more time in my inbox. I had to figure out a way not to see that anymore because it was not doing me good to continue to dwell on it and to cast shame. And, and lastly, Something that really helped me is when I'm feeling ill will towards someone, uh, even a thought, even someone posts something on Facebook, or it could be minor, it could be with your spouse or your 
a friend or a fellow coaching partner and like, eh, you're just something rubs you the wrong way. The next day in my gratitude journal or in my time of prayer, I actually send that person love and I, I wish them well. And I, and I send abundance their way. And what that does is when we free up our heart of holding on things and we send positive energy and abundance towards someone, what it does is it heals our own heart. But at the same time, you do establish boundaries that are non-negotiable that, you know what, doesn't mean they get a hall pass to continue doing that. And I don't care who they are. You don't get a hall pass to continue disrespecting me just because they're going through pain. And so we, you know, find boundaries to, um, separate peacefully. That was very powerful. I hope that people rewind and listen to that again, because, you know, they always say a grateful heart, you know, you can't grow negativity in it and all that. And it's not just a quote. It's, it's real that even with your own thoughts towards yourself, not just to others, you know, and giving yourself love as well, I think can be very powerful. Now, right, you, know, you know, let me just say one more thing about that, because this is an important topic. I'm so glad you asked that question. A few years ago, I was dealing with some hurt and some attack from some other people. And if you were to go back and maybe even read some of my Facebook posts, they had a lot of, <laughs> let's just say venom in it. And I always say now, I couldn't have wrote Church Boy to Millionaire the way it is now because it's written with such a pure, healthy heart compared to two to three years ago. And actually, I went to Israel. It was amazing. Um, and found some kind of some healing in that. But sometimes when we're going through stuff, even rightfully so, we can put off an energy that our pain actually can make other people go, ooh, there. You know, have you ever walked into a room and you can very clear, it's very clear someone's kind of controlling a conversation or scene. You're like, ooh, they've got a lot of energy around that. And it's very important also just to kind of practice letting go. Uh, because sometimes the pain that someone else has caused us, we can actually turn around and cause pain to another. And all we've done is duplicate it in a different way. 100%, which actually segues in well to the last topic I really would want you to help people embrace. And you said, you know, letting go, right? So whether it be in relationship or a disappointment in business or, you know, anything minor or major in life, right? Some people go through, th no, all people go through things. And I'm wondering if you can maybe give some hope into people, but more than that, can you teach them how to deal with that disappointment and how to, you know, adapt and, yeah. you know, while they're letting go, how can they still be their most successful self? Yeah. Well, again, I always go back and it's a, it's a staple of mine, but it's something that I didn't do the first 32 years of my life. Must take personal responsibility and confront my shortcomings, my weaknesses, and myself. Right? Most people won't do this. Most people can't admit they're wrong without a but. Yeah, but if you wouldn't have, yeah, but if you wouldn't have said that, I wouldn't have responded this way. You see there? It's almost it's a passive aggressive way of. I'll take some responsibility. We're going to share in this responsibility. I can look someone in the eye and I've done it a lot the last couple of years because this is a, something I've had to get my heart in the right place to. But I have to free my heart up that I can look at someone in the eye and it takes a lot of emotional intelligence, which by the way, great book, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. takes a lot of EI to go to someone who 
there's awkward relationship between and be the, and I don't even say the bigger person because I don't think anyone is less than anybody. You know, there's memes out there like, hey, get out of here because they're so behind you anyway or they're under you. Yeah, I think we're all God's highest form of creation. And I don't like to get into the who's better and who's not. I'm just choosing to personally rise above this noise or this distraction and accept some responsibility, knowing that the apology might not come both ways. It might be a one-sided apology and they might not say one more word and say, you know what? They might even operate out of a place of hurt and go, yeah, don't ever do it again. And you're like, no, I really want to punch you. But that's where practice discipline of I had to free my heart up. And again, there's a boundary there. Just because I apologize doesn't mean we're going to be best friends. Just because I apologize doesn't mean we're going to do life together or holidays together, even if you're family. But I'm going to take personal responsibility because I freed my heart up. And when you have disappointments, you confront the disappointment. Bad things happen every day to good people. Sometimes their bad things are minor. Sometimes things are horrible acts of violence, whether it be against us, the world, our family, things being said. Maybe it's just an unexpected bill that just slaps us upside the head like, holy crap. How? I don't even see a way out of this. And what we have a tendency of doing is even, let's just take something as, it's not minor, but I'm going to say minor or major as an unexpected uh, charge or, uh, you know, a big hit to maybe an unexpected medical bill that's just like, how are we going to get out of this? I used to take the credit card bills and I wouldn't open them. I wouldn't log into my online statements and because I, I couldn't pay them. So I would run from them. I would hide from them. I would not wish them away, but I'm not going to deal with it until either A, I have the money or B, uh, maybe <laughs> push comes to shove and I'm going to hear a lot of, you know, trouble, in, you know, things from it. And, but I have now learned to just confront it head on saying, okay, I don't like this, but I'm going to, I, if I, if I'm in touch with my current reality, sometimes current reality, it's ugly but also current reality, you'll learn to love it. It's like an acquired taste, like fine wine. It's an acquired taste, but when you're in touch with your current reality and disappointments, it is what it is. Maybe for some of us this time of year, we got to stand on that scale. We got to go get our body comp. We got to go, okay, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it, but am I willing to do something about it? And so we need a starting point to go, okay, it may be ugly, but now the biggest thing, right, is focusing on what you want. Because if you're focused on where you're going and stop looking in the rearview mirror or backwards and where you're coming from, like, you know, a lot of people I coach, people are like asking, like, you know, I'll ask them like, where where do you want to be in your health? Well, I just know I don't want to be fat anymore. I'm like, well, where do you want to be? I just don't want to be 200 pounds anymore. Where do you want to be? I just don't want to be on medications. Do you see how their answers, they're, they're, they're thinking they're telling you what they want, but most of us are more in tune with what we don't want than what we want. Once you confront your current reality and get clarity, and I would encourage you, find a coach, have someone to guide you through this. We can't do life alone. Everybody needs a coach in life in all kinds of different, different areas of our life. Everybody needs a guide and a coach. So find a coach, first of all. But focus on 
the abundance. Focus on the goal, the dream, the vision, and let that be your goal. Keep, the, keep your eyes fixed forward and stop looking in the rearview mirror. And you'll find that as disappointments come along the way, they're going to become speed bumps because I know where I'm going. Nobody said I'm going to be there this month or maybe even this year. I, T and I made a plan. We made a four-year plan. A, excuse me. That's not true. We made a five-year plan to, to uh, be out of debt. We had $200,000 in debt 10 years ago. We made a five-year plan to be out of debt. We did it in four. Okay. The first year felt like we were still swimming in mud, Ray, but we made the decision and we constantly recommitted to that decision. So when still along the way, unexpected bills came up or some months we couldn't pay anything, we knew where we were going and that became our focus. Well, we could really just stop right there because I think if people would make the, you know, that personal responsibility and facing reality and making a plan their uh, mantra, they would be set. But like you said, most people won't. So let's talk to the people who will, right? Let's just even say it's 1%. Some people are going to shut this off and be like, great, good story. And then 1% are going to be like, okay, so what do I do? So if we can end off with three things that the one percenters, right? If you could just give them three things for life, what do the one percenters do? How do they think? What would their actions be to change their life? Glad you asked. Because what you, what you do the next, this next week, and next week will actually determine what you want and where you're going. See, so many people, sometimes you can set that five-year goal like I did 10 years ago. And we're like, oh, seems so far away. No, but what am I doing this week to increase my income and decrease my debt? Okay, I may not be able to decrease. All the expenses are fixed. I cannot decrease. I cannot turn anything else off. Like, okay, I've gotten rid of all the luxury stuff. But what can I do this week to increase my income? What can I do today? What, what decision can I make today? See, the work you do the next seven days and the next 14 days and the next 21 days is how you're going to get your February results. Most, you know, we live in this world of Netflix. I can have, I'm, I have access to anything I want in, in literally an instant download. I can literally have any restaurant delivered to my house within the next 30 minutes. I can be anywhere I want in this world, probably overnight with a flight out. Everything is now, now, now. Amazon Prime can be here today. It can be here in the next six hours if I want it. But what we want most takes work. What we want most takes commitment. What we want most takes a decision. See, you can't delegate. I'm a delegator. I'm going to delegate a lot of things in my life. Nobody can dele delegate my passion, my heart, my purpose, my commitment, my health, my fitness. But some of us listening to this right now, we may know what to do, but why aren't we doing it? That's why you need a coach. That's why you need someone like Ray. That's why you need, you need everybody needs a good coach in life for an area that's important to you and stop doing things over and over again and expecting a different result. But the biggest thing is act today, call a coach today, take action today, pick up the phone, post something on Facebook, 
Get involved today. Do something today because I, I, I'm dead set on this, right? If people would just commit to their next seven days, 14 and 21 days, they just committed and, and did more work on their one-year goal and their five-year goal than they could ever imagine because the things that are most important to us in life have delayed are like delayed income. The work I'm doing right now today, I won't get paid on for a few months, but you know what? It's not always about pay either. You know, here we are recording this today. Someone's driving in their car, listening to this tomorrow or next month. And you're ready to make the decision today. It's time to commit. It's time to recommit to that decision and do it for seven and 14 and 21 days. And you know what? The steps will start falling into place because we're going to win the day. We're going to win the week and then we're going to win the month. You know what? You'll win your year. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight and, um, you know, glad that the uh, universe found some random dude in Phoenix and this, the girl in, in New York to somehow cross paths. So thank you so much for your time, Doug. And I hope that people really find peace, but also clarity with this recording. Ray, thank you so much. It's been an honor being here. I love our conversations. Thank you for listening. I hope that you loved today's episode. Please do the following things. Share this all over your social media. Subscribe to my podcast and leave me a five-star rating. Till next time.